Hello and welcome to this episode of the Business Secret Podcast. Today we're delighted to be joined by Nicola Rylett of the Nicola Rylett Group, also known as NRG, as that what she, that's what she does with a lot of businesses. Nicola has got over 20 years experience in helping businesses grow through a number of things including business development, sales and marketing strategy, brand development, mentoring and training support and culture change programs. Welcome Nicola. Hello. So tell us a little about yourself, expand on what I've started with if you may, if you can. Well, um... I don't know what else to say. My name's Nicola Rylett and uh, the business that helps organisations grow, and that could be through a number of different ways, as you uh, mentioned. Um, all businesses grow, and, and they all have different problems in growing. So whether it be financial, uh, resource-orientated, people-orientated systems and processes, we pretty much go in, do a bit of a diagnostic, look at what's wrong, and then help them to enable their teams to change and grow. Um, and we've been doing that for men for about two years now. Um, as you said, I've been in the business world <coughs> for too many years to mention. And um, I think that uh, when I look back at the career, I thought, well, what connects all these things? And it was pretty easy. It was basically, I went into an organization in one position, and when I left, I'd added value either on turnover or profit, and the business had grown. Fantastic. And we can certainly vouch for that for the work Nicola's done with us over the last uh, two years since NRG started. So how did you end up here? What made you take that plunge to go to be NRG? Well, how did I end up here? Well, first of all, I think anybody would tell you with, who, who had their own business, it's all hard work. But I've been in sales and marketing and commercialization of businesses, as you said, for many years, starting in advertising sales, moving through from telesales all the way up to being the publisher of a magazine and then being a recruitment uh, advertising director of a business. And and really, when I looked back and looked at what the sectors or the, the areas that I'd worked in and the, and the projects I'd worked on and the things I'd done, I realised there was nothing connecting them apart from the growth. You know, I'd gone in, I'd, I've got, if my superpower, if I've got a superpower, if that's how you'd describe it, I can go in really quickly, ask a, f ask a few good questions, really investigate a few different areas and figure out what's happening to that business. And the ability to ask those questions, make people feel comfortable, uh, get them to open up to me, tell them, tell me all your warts and all your challenges, means that I can then join the dots really quickly and assess what I think needs to happen. I've run two or three companies as MD and whatever. And so you're used to looking at the business as a whole and figuring out what's happening. As I say, it's either finance, it's people, it's resources, it's systems. It's actually new markets, it's maybe research, but there's always something that you can improve. And it's going in, finding that improvement, putting the right team in place, and then going from there. So what will be the first, as you're doing that diagnostic, what's going through your brain? What are you actually thinking and... Well, my background was in advertising sales. I many years ago, as I said, back in the <coughs> early nineties, maybe even eighties. Let's say early nineties. Let's not make me too old. And given this is an audio, I would say Nicola doesn't look a day over thirty-five. Thank you very much. Um, but I was taught taught the American two-call sell which is all about talking to clients about the businesses and finding out what their challenges are and then seeing if your product or service, in this instance when I learned it was radio advertising, could actually help them improve that problem. What is their need and how did your product solve that problem for them? And so I've always been brought up to look for the need, to, to ask various open questions to find out where the need is. So when I'm speaking to a client, First of all, I'm just genuinely interested because most people are really cool and really interesting. They've all got a story. They've all got some expertise. There's, you never know what they're going to tell you. So I'm genuinely interested and curious. But actually, once I start looking at something, thinking, oh, that's, what, 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 what's that about then? Oh, why does that happen? And why have you got a problem there? And I'm just genuinely uh, looking to see what's happening to the business overall. And then my brain just connects the dots. 
Um, for many years, I, I've f- fitted into corporate business and been very successful, as I've said, been in senior positions for a long time. And, but I always did that being a bit of an outlier. Um, and then I suddenly realised, actually, that's quite good being a bit of an outlier because you see the world a bit differently. Mm. So asking great questions and just reflecting those questions back to the people you're talking to helps them think about their problem. Okay, interesting. Over the years, you said you have with marketing in various companies and obviously doing that now is NRG. What has been your, if you're going to give the listeners a, their best marketing pro to best marketing tip, what would you, what would you suggest? Um, for me, it's all about networking and referral. Um, I have genuinely made sure that I um, connect with the right people. Um, I keep my networks open, I nurture my networks, I make sure I spend time with those people. As I said, they're nice people, they're genuinely lovely people and I'm really interested in what they're doing and what's happening to them. So it's a pleasure to do that. Um, Most people that would know me, those that don't, probably getting an idea from this podcast, I'm a talker, so I don't mind going going and speaking to people and asking them questions. So networking for me me has been the most successful marketing tool. I'll let you into a secret. I don't have a really formal website at the moment. Mm. I've not had one for two years. I need to get one, so Mm. I need to do that. Um, But actually, uh, the networking has has allowed me to work with certain clients, and those clients, I hope, and Craig, you've said thank you earlier, I do a great job for them, and they're more than happy to talk about me and refer me on. So networking and then customer referral is how I've built my business. Um, You know, you you need more than that in in other sectors, but for my business, that's absolutely fine, and it's how I'm growing my business at the moment. Okay, so if we can stay on that for a second, you mentioned networking, and I know there are many groups out there, BNI and, and, and others. For some people, networking is a, a challenge, and a lot of thought needs to go to, and people get sweaty palms just thinking about it. So maybe you could just expand on your approach to networking, sort of where you might go to start with, depending on who you're trying to get as your client, but then how you'd start that conversation, because that's a challenge for some people. Okay, so it's different for different people. If you're nervous about networking, I would start in a local group that you might, you know, go with a colleague, go with a friend, ask them what they do. Do they go to a local small group? And go somewhere where you've got some friends and you know some people. Because networking is like anything, you get better at it with practice. The nerves will go away the more that you go and do it. So if you're a nervous networker and you don't really like it, it's not up your street, you don't know if you're going to actually get on with people, could you ask that first question? Are you going to stand against the wall? you know don't worry about that ask somebody that is in your current group of friends uh, business colleagues because business associates associate associates where they go what they do and and ask them if you can tag along because actually you know somebody in the room then so it's not a scary yeah. um, the second thing is if you're not a nervous networker it's about targeting the right group for the audience that you're trying to work with but really networking to me is it's not about going to a particular group of networking event. It's actually making contact with other like-minded business people because um, you, if you make contact with like-minded business people and you find out all about their business and you chat to them about what they do and you understand how you might be able to help them and you can help them and connect them, what's happening is when you next get a business challenge or you next get uh, a customer that needs some more support, you can say, oh, I know somebody that can help you with that and you can forward the, the connection on. You can make that network help, help work for you. Um, you might even, on a personal note, need a new boiler. Somebody in your network will know somebody that will be able mm. to help you with that. So to me, networking is not about physically going into a group and being formal about it and passing a business card out and it's not about selling networking to me is about surrounding yourself with wonderful people that actually are supportive and you support them and you help each other 
to grow in a personal basis, personal development, but also on a business level. So if you're nervous, go with a mate, go to something that's quite small, go to something that's maybe fun, maybe go and network at a, at a, a half marathon or, you know, or go to a, a, an event in your village or just go somewhere and start chatting to people you wouldn't have chatted to. Yeah. Um, be curious about what the other person's all about. Ask them lots of really nice questions because we. Can you give us an example, maybe of a couple of how, what, what's your sort of go to? So if is it as simple as how are you, or is it a bit? You know, what would you follow up be? Um, so I think a really great question is what brings you here today. Um, is this the first time you've been here? That's a closed question, but it's yes or no. That's oh helpful. Oh great, first time you've been here. Yeah, I'm the same. How? What do you think? Is it going? Are you going to be excited? Where, where are we going with this? What do you think we're going to learn today? So it's lots of open questions if you can, not closed questions. But actually, as I say, opening questions is is this for, is this the first time you've been here? Um, how are you finding it? What brought you here today? Uh, what would you think we might learn? Um, how how have you come to be here today? Uh, those kind of things really. Um, I think sometimes it's it's a little bit um, easier if you're at a big formal event or an award ceremony. Um, uh, us ladies can comment on dresses, we can comment on shoes. It's a little bit easier sometimes uh, as a woman in that. And I'm not, I'm, I'm happy to ask, say to a lady, God, that's an amazing dress. You start up a conversation, mm -hmm. you know, complimenting somebody on their business um, or complimenting somebody on their um, on the sort of talk or the presentation is a great way of, of connecting. I remember two of the best connections I've ever made. One was an award winner and I just offered to buy them a drink. I said, well, congratulations, can I buy you a drink? And the second one was another award winner at another event. I just went up and said, congratulations, that was amazing. How did you, do, how did you win that award? Okay. And they're one of my best mentors now. So, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, so hopefully some takeaways for everyone there. Um, you've kindly read our book, The Business Secret, and, and, and you wrote, kindly wrote us a testimonial for, for the book. Um, in the chapter five, we talk about work-life balance and its importance. How do you manage your time and how is your work-life balance? Well, I don't think any business owner would deny that actually being a business owner and an entrepreneur in today's world, it's a 24-7, you're on all the time. And actually that's quite difficult when, like myself, you love work and you're a bit of a workaholic. So to me, um, I have done two things. The first is I do work a lot. My other half's very committed to his work. He's a musician and a music teacher. And so he's also working quite a lot. So we don't see each other very much in the weeks. We we're uh, we just got married so we have thank you we have date night so we still have date night even we wow. got married we still have one night a week where we have date night because the rest of the week we don't really see each other very much um, and then because of that we have sacrosanct we keep one week a quarter free and we go on holiday wow, so idea. because we know our work has to be during the week and we're both very busy so we work 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 we can't stop ourselves but the the payoff for that is once a quarter we will have a week away and when I go away on holiday, um, I go away. I don't stay in the house because that wouldn't help me. I'd be busy doing things in the house. Women will tell you you can't sit still. Um, so I go away and I make sure that I don't take my computer, I don't take my phone, and I do not work. I tell my clients I'm not available. Uh, I've got a PA so she can answer my emails and whatever. And the business doesn't stop, but actually I am not available. I might still work on the business, but I'm not in the business. So I might take business development books to read. I might make some connections. I might watch some videos. I might do some training uh, on the Sunline Drill wherever I am but I am not working on the business I'm, I'm working sorry not working in the business I'm working on the business so my payoff is I'll work all hours God sends mm. during the the quarter for 11 weeks or 10 weeks but I'll have a holiday at least once a quarter fantastic that's great to hear um so you're two and a half years in give or take to your to your journey as uh, NRG what are the big the biggest risks you've taken so far well somebody asked me that and I think it's actually just being myself 
yeah. and having the confidence that actually I can set the company up because uh, you know as I say I've been in business 20 odd years and uh, been in some senior director positions but I still didn't actually believe that anybody would want to listen to what I had to say really um, so actually my biggest risk because it is about um, my view of the world I've developed the product now and the business now so it's not just about my view of the world we do have some tools and some processes and some systems to help people but at the beginning it was all about how I saw the world and how I could help people grow um, so the, the biggest risk was just believing in myself and just doing it fantastic so what have you learned so far Oh gosh, well, I think I've learned that you have to be confident, you have to believe in yourself, you have to believe in what you're trying to do, you have to have a reason why, uh, you have to be passionate. So my reason why is I, I love, I say I love growing businesses, I want to grow Welsh businesses. Um, I've moved to Wales, I've married a Welshman, my name's now, gosh, I can't change the name because it's all to do with the business, but it's Mrs Jones. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can all sing the song. Um, but yeah, so I think first of all, it's being confident and believing in yourself and why you're doing something and what you want to do the second thing I think is clarity of thought so being really clear on what you want to do how you want to do it and focused and clear on who you're going to help and how you're going to help them and clear you know from everything from what you're going to do in the day what you're going to achieve to actually um, um, what you might want to say to somebody and then consistency so constantly doing those things doing the work as, as we used to say in advertising sales having the shoe leather actually walking the streets doing the work doing the do constantly being consistent in the action and consistent in the quality and consistent in how you view the world and how you how you help people and then finally celebrating there's nothing better to helping you move your business forward than celebrating your achievements i write a daily journal there's a company called the uh, the daily journal the greatness journals the daily greatness journals and they've got um manifestations and mantras and they help you they ask you every day to to write three things that you've done really well and they tell you to think about all the things you're thankful for and I think that's the kind of thing that keeps you going in the middle of a week when it's oh you've had an awful week and the clients had a go at you and something else hasn't gone right and somebody's not paid you or you know all the business problems that everybody's facing actually celebrating some of the little things in every week really helps you keep going so is that an app is that a no the daily greatness journals the, the paper-based books and i'm of the as we've talked about age quite a bit people probably getting a thing about i've got to think about my age but anyway i'm getting old but it's a paper app i'm of the generation that went to school with a pen and paper and so for me if i've got to think about anything or i've got to work something out i have to have a pencil or a pen in my hand in fact i work with pens quite a bit so it's a it's a written paper journal you can get them online and they have different ones they have uh, yoga journals parenting gen journals well-being journals greatness journals and a business journal so I started off with the greatness journal it's good for confidence it's good for understanding what your personal value is and what value you add to other businesses and that was really really good for clarity for myself it really helped me understand what value I add to businesses mm -hmm. um, and then now I've moved on to the business journal which is all about setting goals and working through every quarter and every week the three things you want to work on for your business so it really helps you again with clarity and focus. Wow, okay. I, not to that detail, you sounds like you do, but I just use something simple, an app called Windstreak, and every day at the end of the day I record three things have gone well and then what three things need to go well the next day for me. And I, I, I've been doing that for two years now and I do find that a massive... Uh, you end the day on a positive. Absolutely. Because you have to look for a positive. Yeah, well you have to look for a positive, but also there's so much that you do as a business owner every single day and it might be the smallest thing. Um, I asked somebody a question the other day that led to them changing something in the business that put 50 grand on the bottom line. Wow. I just asked them a small question, yeah. but it had a 
massive impact on their business. Now, you know, I would not write that down in a journal if I wasn't writing something down. But when he told me a few weeks later, I was like, right, I'm having that. That's a success. I asked a question and that resulted in him changing his business and adding 50K to the bottom line. That's a small, small thing, but has a massive impact. So they're the kind of things that you would just never remember in a week of a busy business life. So they're really important to celebrate. Excellent. What's what's not gone so well? And if you look back over the journey so far, that, that since you were NRG, what would you say has not gone so well? I think um, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, uh, do we do we? Well, I'm going to answer this two parts. There's lots of things that you can always improve. God, my use of technology. If anybody tell you, I, I I've got a PA. She's 22. She runs circle around me, and I'm so glad she works with me because she teaches me things every single day of the week. And I suppose I don't really look at things not going so well. I don't really think I've had a lot of failures. I'm sure I have had, just like everybody else. But I don't see them that way. Mm. To me. Oh, that's the coffee van. Quick, <laughs> run. Um, to me, um, I see them as something to learn from. So you, people ask me all the time, what's your biggest failure? And I, I can't really say, because to me, I don't see it as a failure. Yeah. I see it as something to learn from. Um, so whether it be, you know, it took me six and a half months to buy my new computer. For God's sake, it's a small piece of kit. But I couldn't make up my mind if I wanted to do Google, if I wanted to do Apple, if yeah. I wanted to do Microsoft, if I did Gmail, did I get the Microsoft? Oh, my God, it took me out. What a waste of time. That's probably a failure. So what um, did you do different this time? Oh, I'd have just gone to the person at the tech company and said, right, what's the benefits of these three apps, right, which one am I doing right? Buy the kit. You know, I'd have made it in an hour, not six months. Yeah. But it, sometimes sometimes the smallest decisions as a business owner can seem so big because you want to get it right for the future. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the, I suppose if there's a failure, it's not doing stuff quick enough and not acting, you know, just, you know, the, you, you're going to ask me, I'm sure, later on about the piece of advice that I'd give to people. One is just do it. Just get on and do it. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Mitigate the risk. Think about it. Plan it. But just do it. Stop talking about it. Because if you can inspire action, you will grow from it. Whether it's a mistake, you'll learn, you'll grow. Whether it's actually in putting some uh, profit on your bottom line, you will grow. Action means you will grow. Think about going to the gym. The worst bit is putting your trainers on and doing that first 10 minutes. But after 10 minutes, you're fitter than you were 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, and apologies to Nike for the just do it reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see we've always had a mentor here at Penguin. It's something we talk about again in the business secret. I would suggest you've been a bit of a mentor for two of our team over the over the last two years. Um, do you yourself then, even though you are arguably a mentor, do you, do you yourself use a mentor? Have you done anything? Absolutely. Um, I men- I've, I'm a mentor. I've got a number of younger mentees. I like young, uh, mentoring the younger generation, the early career starters, because they have so much to give and they're so they're like sponges. They soak everything up. And then what they go and do with that stuff is inspiring. So absolutely, in terms of being a mentor, I'm, I'm very passionate about that. In terms of being a mentee, I have had many uh, people support me and help me whether it be formally or informally so I pay for a, a mentor but I also have many many informal mentees and surrounding yourself with the right people I class you as one of those uh, you. surrounding yourself with the right people is really important the thing with the thing with being a mentee or being a mentor either way is you have to figure out what it is you're trying to do because that affects the type of person you want to go and speak to so is it personal motivation and inspiration you need is it business guidance and strategic thinking and or is it actually operational process driven uh, work that you want to have some more support in or is it taking your business to the next level that will affect the type of mentor you go with 
Um, and it might be you want something formal because you want that kind of relationship or it might actually be you want something informal because actually you know that's the best way to you want that relationship you want that friendship you want that support Mm. so figure out what it is you're trying to improve and then find that mentor yeah on that point I think as I look back over my journey I've worked with a number of different mentors and I think as you refer to there I've used them in different areas so I think that is very relevant any tips to anyone on how they go and find that right where they start if if it's not a you um, where they go and is there, a, is there a website to find these people? I mean, in our um, industry, it's quite specific. You see them in our local, in our industry press, um, and then you can go outside of that. Obviously, if you know where you're going, any I just, def- I definitely think that's really important. Look at the more senior uh, thought leaders in your industry and go and ask them actually who they would consider to be a good mentor that's if it's about business if it's about growing your business in a particular area if it's about motivation and inspiration and and personal personal development then there are a number of people again look at the person that you respect in your local area and ask them who they have as a mentor there are quite a number of um, organizations in Wales that have mentor mentee programs Um, quite a number of them are free Um, so go and have a look on the on the various websites I I wouldn't really just go for an advertisement of a coach or a mentor I think there's quite a lot of those around at the moment Facebook ads are full of them Um, I wouldn't personally do that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them but I'd really prefer much more of a personal recommendation or an industry specific recommendation or a peer group recommendation Thank you. Some real value in there, I, I think. Um, as financial planners, we'd like to see how business owners are planning for their eventual exit, financial freedom date. Have you planned that far ahead yet? Have you are you working on the end, the end game? Uh, yes, uh, we've. Uh, I say just got married. We went went on honeymoon. We had two weeks out. We were able to think and reflect on where we were as a couple. We've been together for ten years, so it's quite a long time. But it's quite a momentous thing getting married. Yeah. And we've decided that we've got a five year plan. And in five years, we want to have the finan- more financial freedom to pretty much do what we want to do and that might be set up some more businesses it might be help some charities it might be do some mentee with younger people I, I'm quite passionate about getting younger people into business as you can hear uh, or it might actually be just go around the world for 12 months I don't know what it'll be yet but we've definitely agreed that we're going to focus for five years on um, developing a wealth program for ourselves so whether Fantastic. it be investments property paper business four pillars of, of wealth management and investment we're going to look at those we're going to try our best to give ourselves some financial freedom in five years and and the business is part of that obviously so um, I think for the business I, I love being in business so I don't know if I'll ever not be in business yeah. um, it might not I don't think I'll exit per se or sell it per se but it might be that I create the business to be passive income for me to dip in and dip out and yeah. be able to do other things excellent I need to ask mentor helping you with the financial and wealth decisions Oh well, um, don't name. That's, I don't want to name anyone. I am indeed. Fantastic. In fact, actually, I have, I have more than one. Um, I have a number of people in this area. I have some clients in this area, and I have some mentors in this area. So I think, yeah, Fantastic. I think sometimes it's nice to have different perspectives because, again, people see things from different areas. Absolutely. And going back to what you said about mentors and mentees, if someone's a specialist in the area, then you know, get that advice yeah. if it's there. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, we talk a lot in the book about paying yourself first, and me and you have talked about this off-air about generally. Um, do you pay yourself first? Absolutely, and I actually pay my staff. 
within 24 hours of them sending me an invoice or the payday. Uh, To me, keeping yourself and your staff motivated is really important. So even if I have to wait for clients to pay me, my my team are paid. Um, I want them, hey, hey, to be honest, I forget about invoices and and, and paying things. So I just have to do them straight away. It's one of the processes I have. Um, And I think there's something lovely in being able to say to people, I pay you first of all, it's important to me that you're happy and you Mm. understand that that's important to me. I think it's a bigger point though actually there as well, which is you have to know your numbers. Understanding your business, understanding your cash, your turnover, your your costs, your profitability, understanding that to me is a massive inspiration because if I know I've paid myself and I've had this turnover and I've had this many costs and I've made this much profit and I've paid myself actually that means that I know what I want to do next mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a real uh, motivator for me so I still even though it actually takes me far too long and uh, I should probably have a bookkeeper by now I still like doing it because it makes me understand what my business is all about yeah and then that can come um, so what do you see in your business future Gosh, um, hopefully more of the same. I adore every day. Every day is different. I'm, oh, you can probably gather I'm so excitable about things. I, I am enthusiastic. I can go on. And, and But it's because I just love it. I love the people I work with. I'm, you, you, I'm getting emotional now. I love the people I work with. I love my clients. I love seeing people go from one um, a skill or one way of being and and. and and, and them growing and developing and becoming something else. You know, my I've got um, uh, my PA. She's all I mentor her. She set up her own virtual assistant business. Um, she she was working for a company. She got made redundant. I picked her up and said, "Come and work for me for a little while. I'll give you some hours every week. What do you want to do?" Not sure. Within twelve months, we've gone through some strategy with her. She's grown a business. She's now got people working with her and for her. And she's amazing. Her growth is... I'm just so passionate to see that. And I love to see that stuff. And that happens with clients. It happens with people I work with. And that is important to me. So their success, I suppose, is my success. Because I think, well, I've had a little part in that. Just a little part. But what I've helped them do has been important. So more more of the same. More motivation. More inspiration. Um, hopefully, lots more clients. Um, and, oh, I'm doing some half marathons and giving some money to charity. And all that good stuff that comes with Fantastic. being... Um, being positive and proactive in business, really. So note to self, Alice maybe needs to do a, an interview for us then. Uh, Absolutely, she'd for, love for to do younger, that. Oh younger. yeah, ask Alice, that's the name of her company as well. So <laughs> ask Alice, so, yeah, she'd love to answer these questions. So if we had to, you've given lots of great stuff so far, what one, if you had to give someone, someone's country, I'm starting a business tomorrow, Nicola, what's the first one piece of advice you think you'd tell them to do? Give them. Ooh. I, I, I don't want to say the Nike slogan again, but it would just be go for it. Um, it. It would be, you know, do something, give some inspired action. Um, because without action, you're going nowhere. So just go and do something. Go and do it. Stop talking about it. Stop planning it. Actually physically go and do something. There's a, there's a little story when I first set up. I was in the entrepreneurial hub in Cardiff. And um, we the first task was to give our business plans in. And you can do business model canvases and all these kind of things. And uh, one of the people said, oh, I've done my business cards this week. Anyway, two, three, four weeks, four months go by, three months go by. And somebody said to me, Nicola, where's your business cards? I said, I haven't done them yet. Why haven't you done them? You're in marketing and sales. Where's your business cards? I, I, I genuinely could not actually do my business cards because I was so worried I would get the branding wrong on them because I'm a branding expert and a marketing expert and my, my cards are really important to me because I network a lot. I just didn't want to get them wrong. And somebody said, 
you've sat there for three months without a business card. How the hell are you still in business? This is ridiculous. Don't be so silly. Get a business card done. And this was a Thursday. He said, we're having a meeting on Tuesday. I expect to see your business cards. Well, thank goodness for Vistaprint and all those various online printing companies. I shouldn't give an advert to people. <laughs> um, but I did them. And actually, everybody looks at them and says they're amazing. But I was so worried I was going to get them wrong. And sometimes, because of our characters... We talk about things and we want things, the plan to be perfect. And, and absolutely, you have to make sure you're not going to take a silly risk. But we actually spend so much time planning and thinking. We don't do. Mm. And the first thing to do is take that little step and just get on and do something. So we'll just take a brief interlude and say if Mr. Print or Nike are listening and they want to sponsor the podcast, they're, they're more than welcome. We're very open <laughs> to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you could go back to the start. So there's some great stuff already. Maybe I'll bring that all together at the end. But if you go back to the start and you have to give yourself three pieces of advice as you were starting this journey again, knowing what you know now, what would be the three, apart from just do it, because we've got that, I think, what were three things, what three pieces of advice would you give yourself, a younger you? Um, value your time properly. Make sure that every minute of every day you're getting the maximum out of that minute. We only live, I think there's 86,400 or 86,700 seconds in a day, okay? We all have the same amount of time. So how can some people like Richard Branson, one of my heroes, get so much out of the day and yet somebody else gets so little out of the day? We have the same amount of time. Value every minute and do your best in that, that time. My dad oh, he gave me two pieces of advice. One was be the best you can be every single day. Um, and so that's one of the things I would say. The second thing is use technology really well. The more efficient you can be with technology, the better. But don't let technology be your be your be you yeah. you still have to be yourself <laughs> but you but way. use but use it to help you and then finally I suppose surround yourself with the right people fantastic um, just some quick fire questions then we're going to try and finish every podcast with if I may what book are you currently reading uh, Traction by Gina Wickman rereading it actually it was your recommendation many years ago and uh, can I put a plug in here actually you carry on yeah. um, so I've just launched Inspirante which is a Cardiff Business Book Club it's free to attend um, and each month a group of like minded business people get together and we review a business book and we chat about it over wine and nibbles um, so there's some incentive to come along uh, and uh, we basically this month uh, read is Traction by Gina Wickman and uh, we generally have between 10 and 15 people come along so if you're interested just PM me and, and uh, come along PM being sorry Facebook personal oh, messenger okay. okay apologies um, technology is not my strong part either um, what is the best business book you've read I think that probably some of the Richard Branson books uh, any of those or Traction actually is one of my favourites yeah Traction would be up there for me if I was recommending yeah. what music are you currently listening to um, anything on Spotify Amazon lists I'm a massive um, I, I love my car I've got a little convertible and so I love nothing better than putting the uh, the Bluetooth on sticking Amazon and Spotify on and just going for a drive well one of those random yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just anything you know From uh, we, have a, we have it in the office and one day we'll be listening classic the next day we'll be listening to country and the next listening will be you know, Maroon 5 or you know Jonas Brothers so we, it's, it's very whatever I'm not really I, I love a bit of 90s R&B um, but pretty much anything and everything fantastic what podcasts would you promote do you know what now I don't listen to podcasts and this is a weakness of mine it's, I'm not really in a place often that I can listen to one um, I don't really drive very far um, and I'm generally in meetings a lot and with people a lot you can probably get, get and that's what's important to me so actually I took that on its head and asked you which one you would promote ours obviously the business secret um, 
I'm a big fan in, in the, within the industry of uh, Maven, the Maven advisor. He's uh, someone I've known for years, and I, I like the stuff that he puts out, and um, it's good for the public as well as for people in our profession. But I'm really keen at the moment on um, Michael Hyatt from the States. Okay. In it. Oh, sugar, I can't remember the name of it because I just pressed the button now. Uh, in it to win it? No. I will put that in the show notes, so uh, I will find that out. But there's a lot of good little things. He's got a book, couple of books as well, but he's got some good little tidbits on, on, on things there. Okay. I, I do like that. Which box sets or TV shows are must for you, if you've got any time? Uh, we do, actually. It is what, you know, we have a half an hour or an hour every night, yeah. So I'm, I'm probably like everybody else, the whole sort of uh, streaming sort of TV show. So we've just finished uh, Burn Notice on Amazon Prime. We often have a crime drama going and a comedy. So depending on what mood we're in. So um, we just done Burn Notice. I'm just about to start Handmaiden's Tale. And we've just done Brooklyn Nine-Nine on the sort of, uh, you know, on Amazon and Netflix. Uh, have to say though shh don't tell anybody I've never watched Game of Thrones no me no I can say uh, there's a reason why I haven't but uh, I can't show that on here on here um, and I think I know the answer to the last question but who is your business idol it would be Richard Branson and it's for two reasons actually the first one is that he is he, he is himself you know he's a bit of a rebel he's always been a rebel the way he set up his businesses was mm. all a bit by hook or by rock fake it till you make it but he's made it and and he was always he's, you know he turns up to meetings in a jeans and a shirt that's because it's him now that wouldn't be my style I like wearing business attire I like being professional I like wearing dresses and high heels and all that kind of stuff so be yourself and the second point is he has so many disparate business organisations there's not one sector he's focused on and he's been able to do that because he's surrounded himself with the right people Mm. and they run his businesses for him and that's a bit like the Nicola Rowlett group I am one person I I have a group and a network of associates with me and they know the stuff about finance they know the stuff about HR they know the stuff about security and technology and so I'm able to go into businesses do the diagnostic and then figure out who in my team is the best person to go and help that organisation and I think that's really important I don't have to be sector specific so a bit like him really I think that's how my business will grow is we'll have lots of different types of business Mm -hmm. skill in the organisation so yeah he is himself and he surrounds himself with the right people and that's allowed him to take any opportunity that comes his way okay so where can people find out more about you where can they find you well there is a if you put Nicola Rowlett into Google pretty much I come up on LinkedIn and Facebook and, and I've got a Google website um, uh, but pretty much you know ask anybody in Cardiff most people will know who I am <laughs> okay well thank you very much for, for joining us today Nicola I'll just summarise the key messages I took from, from Nicola's talk there I think I'm fast, fantastic about the one week per quarter I really like that and I think date night seems to be becoming more and more popular generally so fantastic get yourself a mentor I heard and Nicola's up for being a mentor for anyone who needs uh, any support in any of the areas. Marketing-wise, networking has always been the way, and, and Nicola still believes in that. And she'd say, value your time, be the best you can be, and use technology, which I'm, I can certainly testify that we're not the best at, or I'm not the best at that. Thank you for joining us, Nicola. Thanks ever so much, Craig. Pleasure. <laughs>